Psalms 23. Let's quote it together. Are you ready? I hope that you're memorizing it because it's going to change your life. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yay! Yay! Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Come on, say it with attitude. I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare. You're always preparing a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Where? Where? In the presence of my problems, in the presence of my trials, in the presence of my challenges, you prepare a table for me. Hallelujah. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. My life is full. My life is overflowing with the good things of God. <laughs> Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell. And I will dwell. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Well, it's been an incredible summer. Man, I've done things that I've never done this summer. I'm telling you what, it's been awesome. And just a couple of days ago, I was walking on the beach, and I do that a lot. I love the beach. And how many of you like the beach? Let me see your hands. How many of you don't like the beach? Let me see your hands. We're going to convert you today. <laughs> Praise God. It's such a peaceful place, you know, where I can hear from God. And this week I heard a message from God. It was just so awesome, so amazing to me that I have actually been feasting on the word that the Lord gave me uh, for a few days now. And I want to share it with you today. We've been looking at David's classic psalm, Psalm 23. We've been taking it one verse at a time and thus far we have learned that david said the lord is my shepherd he's my good good shepherd and if i make him lord of my life then every single day of my life i'll never have a want or a need because he meets all my needs according to his riches and glory david said lord you make me to lie down in green pastures you lead me beside still waters god you're the god of peace in my life and you restore me daily and as a result of that even though i walk through the valley the difficult problems of my life i will fear no evil because you're with me your rod and your staff they comfort me and you anoint me with oil you fill my life with the power and the presence and the potential of the holy spirit in my life and as a result of that my life overflows let me ask you a question are you living in the overflow and is anybody a benefactor a recipient of the overflow in your life you see it's not hard 
to share the goodness of God with other people. It's not hard to share the love of Christ with other people. You just have to be filled and then let the overflow touch somebody else's life. Come on, somebody. So tomorrow morning, I want your overflow to touch somebody else's life. You know, I want you tomorrow, when you, get, you go to work tomorrow morning, I want you to put on a big smile. I want you to walk into that office and I want you to say, hi, good morning, it's a great day. And when they get off the floor because you've given them some oxygen, let them know that you're living in the overflow. What happened to so-and-so? I want you to get up early in the morning. I want you to go get yourself a cup of coffee. Don't go to Starbucks. You have to mortgage your house to go to Starbucks. Go to McDonald's, nine. you can get a cup of coffee. And go to work and smile and tell somebody that God is good to them and God loves them. Or just, just be kind to someone. You know, the kindness of God, the goodness of God leads people to him. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says the goodness of the Lord, the goodness of God leads people to repentance. So just be good to people. And let the overflow touch somebody else's life. Let your light so shine amongst men that they might see your good works, your good works that come from heaven so that they might glorify God in their life. Amen? So David says, because the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want, he makes me to lie down. Because the Lord is a good God, then surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt like somebody was following you? I mean, you were driving your car and that person behind you kept on going the same direction you were going and it started to get a little weird. You know what I'm talking about. You actually made a turn where you don't usually make a turn, but they followed you down that turn and you started to panic because man, that's like somebody is following me. This does not feel good. Or maybe on Facebook, if you, you go on Facebook and you post something, and the moment you post something, that person, you know, that person that you think is stalking you, is right there like to say something back. You know, it's like, it could be 10 o'clock at night, bam, you know, 30 seconds later, bam, there, boom, they're responding. Three o'clock in the morning, bam, they're responding. I'm like, that, I'm unfriending that person. This is a little too weird because they're kind of stalking me. They're following me. But I want you to know there is somebody that follows you. There's somebody who's stalking you today. There's somebody that follows you in the pit, somebody that follows you in the valley, somebody that follows you in the fire, someone that follows you in the problem, someone that follows you in the trial, someone that follows you everywhere you go. You see, David said, because the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He goes through the Psalms and then he concludes at the end of his Psalm, this incredible classic Psalm. He finishes off his Psalm with this incredible word of praise. Surely goodness and mercy follows me, stalks me all the days of my life. You see, the Lord is my shepherd, David said. He's my good shepherd. He's my caring shepherd. He's my nurturing shepherd. He's my loving shepherd. He's my fathering shepherd. He's my protective shepherd. And he gives me peace and he gives me strength and he gives me guidance and he anoints me with the Holy Spirit and he walks with me in the valley. He walks with me in the difficult times of my life. And as a result of that, he prepares a table before me in the very presence of my enemy. In 
everything that I need. He gives it to me in every circumstance, every situation in my life. He's right there because he's filled with grace and God has given me grace in every area of my life and grace is God giving me what I need, when I need it, even though I don't deserve it. He gives me everything. And then he comes to the end and he says, and I'm sure that goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. The Lord is my shepherd and I won't have any wants. He provides for all of my needs according to his riches and glory. And David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name that in the overflow of my life, it flows out to praise and worship as the writer of Hebrews says that now our sacrifice back to God is that we give him praise. We give him full hearted praise. We give him full on praise. Why? Because he's been so good. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name and forget not all of his benefits that he gives me that the over flow of God is living in my life and working through my life. He's constantly restoring and renewing my life. He refreshes and revives my life. He leads me on a good path and he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. And as a result of all of these things, David says, and I'm sure that the goodness and the mercy of God will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David said, I'm absolutely convinced that the goodness and mercy of God will follow me. Wherever I go, goodness will stalk me. Wherever I go, goodness will apprehend me. Wherever I go, goodness will be waiting for me. Goodness will pursue me with a passion. You see, I think that most people really don't understand how powerful this phrase really is. I mean, I've been feasting on this for three days now. Why? Because what David is actually saying, and, and the only way that you really understand this is when you go back into the Hebrew. Because in the, in the Hebrew, that word follow actually means to apprehend. It means to dog. It means to passionately pursue. It means to pursue with everything that you have within you to apprehend that which you want to apprehend. It's kind of like when you run a red light and the police officer is chasing you. Or maybe you rob a bank and all, all the police officers are chasing you. They're going to chase you and hunt you down until they get you and apprehend you. And David says, oh God, you are so good. You're my good shepherd and you love me so much that you are constantly every single day of my life you are pursuing me you are running after me you are apprehending me and I wanted to tell you today that that is so powerful to understand that you are on God's mind and he loves you so much that's why Paul the apostle said that you would understand the depth of God's love that Jesus Christ would come all the way down to from heaven to earth and die on the cross for you why because he loves you with an everlasting love and he wants to apprehend you why in the world are you running away from God I suppose some of us run away from God because we feel so guilty we don't feel like we're good enough we're going to talk about that in a few moments or maybe you feel like God would never love you that you're not worth anything but friend the thing that David says at the end wraps the whole psalm together it actually wraps up all of who God is 
when David says, the goodness of God is running after me. Every single day, the goodness of God is chasing me. That God loves us so much that he wants to chase us down, not because he wants to judge us, not because he wants to pour out his wrath upon us, but because he wants to, listen to me, shower us with his goodness. You know, I'm so blessed to have a granddaughter. And, you know, when my granddaughter was crawling, we would be like, we would be like, come on, come on, Ellie, you can walk now. You can walk anytime now. And she'd get up and she'd fall down and we'd be like, ah, oh, not today, you know. And then she'd get back up again and she'd, you know, wobble and she'd fall down. Oh, not today, you know. But we kept on praying. And then all of a sudden, one day, she just got up and she keeps running and she doesn't stop running now. <laughs> she just keeps on running. And I get a kick out of my daughter because, you know, Ellie forgets to eat. You know, she's so excited about life. She's so excited about playing that she forgets to eat. So my daughter's running around with a spoon, you know, like, come on, Ellie, come on, Ellie, you have to eat now, you have to eat now, you know. And I'm reminded of our father. He loves us so much. And he has so many good things that he wants to shower upon us, but we just keep on running away from God. We keep on running away from God because we get so distracted with the world or the things of the world or we feel so condemned and guilty. We keep on running away and God keeps on chasing after us. He's chasing us. He's pursuing us because he loves us with an everlasting love. And as the writer tells us that we, un- we need to understand not only how deep is the love of God, but how wide and long and how high is the love of God. And when we get convinced that God is chasing us down because he loves us and he wants to pour his goodness upon us, then we'll, we'll thank him and we'll say, thank you, God, that you are always pursuing me, that you are absolutely pursuing me because you love me with an absolute love. And, and, and David doesn't say goodness and mercy will follow me. He says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Now, surely it's not just the name of a woman. Surely means absolutely, without a doubt, God is chasing me. Come on, somebody. That you can be sure that God is chasing you today, that God is apprehending you today, that God is passionately in love with you today, that it is absolutely God's intention to, to, to dog you and track you down so that he can love on you and shower you with his love. He wants you to experience his goodness in your life every single day of your life. David was convinced that God was good in all of his ways. In every situation in David's life, God was good. And that's what I'd like to convince you about today, is that no matter what you're going through in your life, God is still a good God. David said, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. The characteristics of God, God is good and God is merciful. You see, the truth is the Bible speaks about the goodness of God probably more than anything else in the Bible. The Bible speaks more about the goodness of God than any other thing because the truth of the matter is, is the goodness of God really encapsulates or it actually wraps together all the qualities of God. Because God is good, God is holy. Because God is infinitely good. He is excellent in all that he does. He is morally good and righteous. And as a result of that, because God is good, he is loving, he is caring, he is merciful, He is grace-filled. 
He's always thinking about how he can bless us because he's good. See, the Bible defines God's goodness in two ways. One has to do with his character. The other focuses on his actions. Psalms 119, I want you to write this down. Psalms 119, verse 68, captures this when, when the writer of Psalms says, you are good, Lord, and what you do is good. You are good, Lord, and what you do is good. The first half of the verse focuses on the fact that God by nature, that is, he is morally excellent. He is extraordinarily beautiful. He is deeply glad and extravagantly bountiful towards us. But not only towards us, but that's who he is. That's his, his very nature is that God is good. He's never evil. He's never not good. God is always good. Turn to your name and say, God is always good. God's not good when he just blesses us. God's not good when things go well in our life. God's not good when things go our way. God is good all the time. Somebody say, God is good all the time. Why? Because that's his very nature. That's who he is. He can't stop being good. I'm reminded of Moses in Exodus chapter 33. Read the whole chapter, it's a powerful chapter. Moses is in the desert now with the Israelites and they complain, they complain, they complain, they complain. Don't be a complainer, don't be a grumbler. The Bible says there's power in the tongue to bring life or death. And when you complain about your situation, what you're really saying is God isn't good in this situation. When you complain, you're bringing death into the situation. But when you give thanks to the Lord in every situation, you're bringing life into your situation. And the Israelites would constantly complain. You know why they would constantly complain? Because they were not convinced that God was thoroughly good. You see, when you're convinced that God is thoroughly good, when you're convinced that every motive, every intention of God is good, no matter what you go through in your life, even when you're going through the fire, even when the doctor gives you a bad report, even when you don't understand why God has allowed something to happen, you will still proclaim God is a good God. Hallelujah. Yes, he is. As the writer of Job said one time, and, and that's, that's actually Moses, Job, he's, he's actually he loses everything everything. He's in the midst of the worst time in his whole life. And his wife says, Job, curse God and declare God hasn't been good to you. And, and Job said, woman, you talk like a crazy woman. Naked, I came into this world. Naked, I will leave this world. But one thing I'm going to declare, God is a good God. He's good in the valley. He's good on the mountaintop. He's good in the fire. He's good in the trials. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good in the morning. He's good in the evening. He's good always. Why? Because God is a good God. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. But Moses cries out in the desert. All these people are complaining around Moses and Moses says to God, God, just show me your glory. Now, when we think about the glory of God, we think about miracles. 
When we think about the glory of God, we think about the power of God. But Moses wasn't crying out to the Lord, God, show me your power, because he already saw the power of God. He witnessed the power of God. God parted the Red Sea. That's, that's pretty powerful. I mean, I've never been to the beach and just like, okay, let's try this out. God did so many powerful things, and Moses wasn't talking about, God, show me your miracles, show me your power. When God said to Moses, Moses, I'm going to show you my glory, what does he say to Moses? Moses says, God, show me your glory, and Moses hears from God, and God says, and Moses, now I will let all of my goodness pass by you. My goodness. Because what he was saying is, is I'm going to reveal my nature to you and show you that I'm good in every situation in your life. No matter what you go through in your life, I'm good to you. I'll let my goodness pass by you, he said. And so because God is good and he loves you so much, he wants to shower you with his goodness. But this morning, I want to give you four things about God's goodness. Number one, God's goodness transcends our lack of goodness. It is not dependent on our goodness. God's goodness goes beyond our own goodness, thank God. You see, so many of us in this room, we struggle. We struggle with condemnation. We struggle with being, feeling guilty about our past, whatever it may be. We struggle with understanding that we are not good. That deep down in our hearts, as the Bible says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You know, Jesus says something very interesting. They come to Jesus and they say, good master. And Jesus says, why do you call me good? Only God is good. And some people have misunderstood what he said. He wasn't saying I'm not God because he's the one who said I am the good shepherd. So he is good because he's God in the flesh. Yet what he's really saying is, do you understand who I am? That only God can be good. So we recognize that we can't be good all the time. And the truth is we struggle with our sinfulness. We struggle with our faults and our sins in our life. And as a result of that, we believe that God's goodness towards us is contingent on our goodness towards him. We believe God's goodness towards us is dependent on whether or not we've been good in life. And so we try to earn God's goodness in our life by being good. But it's a vicious cycle of condemnation and guilt and condemnation and guilt and failing God over and over again. Why? Because we cannot be good enough we can't be good enough to get to heaven, and we can't be good enough for God to love us. And so, therefore, God's goodness has to transcend our own goodness. And that's where mercy comes in. So what is mercy? Mercy is someone giving somebody the opposite of what they deserve. So we deserve punishment. 
We deserve eternal separation from God for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Your sin has separated you from God. And when we sin against the holy God, it demands a holy payment, a perfect payment. Nobody's perfect in this room. Pastor Jared comes close, but nobody's perfect in this room. And therefore, we cannot earn our way to heaven. We cannot earn our way into God's kingdom. We can't earn God's love. We can't earn God's goodness. But we still try, don't we? We really do. Even as born-again Christians and we know the gospel, we keep on going back to trying to be good in our own strength. Trying to be good in our own willpower. But we can't do it. And when we fail, we feel like God's goodness has departed from us. But that's where mercy comes in because mercy is God giving us what we don't deserve. We deserve the wrath of God. We deserve to be separated from God. But because of God's goodness in our life, he follows us, he dogs us, he stalks us, and he reminds us that even when we fall, we can get back up again if we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Think about the people of Israel, how many times they walked away from God, how many times they forsook God, how many times they played the harlot, and God, listen to me, pursued his people. I mean, sometimes when I read the Old Testament, sometimes I'm just going to be honest with you. Lord, please forgive me if I'm saying something out of order right now. But sometimes in, as a human being, as I look at the scriptures, the Old Testament, and I see the way that God keeps on pursuing his people, pursuing his people. After a while, I say, God, listen to me. Don't be silly. Just let them go. Just let them go. Find somebody else, huh? Man, they just keep on walking away. But you keep on relentlessly God, the perfect lover in our life, the almighty God who loves us with a, such a, a deep love that we cannot comprehend, that we cannot understand. The God who goes to lengths and beyond how, how wide is the love of God, how long and how deep is the love of God, that no matter what we do in our life, God is pursuing us with a relentless love because he loves us with an everlasting love. Behold, what manner of love has the Father bestowed upon us that we should be even called the children of God. But his goodness goes far beyond our goodness. That's where, that's where Jesus comes in. See, God's goodness is actually revealed in his son, Jesus. All of his goodness is revealed in his son, Jesus. Colossians chapter 1 says he is the visible image of the invisible God. That he's the exact representation of God. And Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Looking at me, you're seeing the Father. And so now Jesus comes down from heaven and what are we seeing? We're seeing in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh, and we beheld His glory, His goodness, the goodness that came from the Almighty Father. And He gave us blessing upon blessing, and He gave us grace upon grace, because that's God in the flesh. So when Jesus came and He died on the cross, He was actually showing us the goodness of God. You see, the goodness, the goodness... And mercy of God equals Jesus. The goodness 
and mercy of God equals Jesus. That when you see Jesus, you see all the goodness of God. Hallelujah. When you see Jesus, you see all the mercy of God. And when Jesus is hanging on the cross, he's marrying the goodness of God and the mercy of God together. You see, we sin against the holy God and it demands a holy payment. We don't have the payment. But when Jesus died on the cross, he married the justice of God and the mercy of God. He married the holiness of God and the love of God together. And what do you get? You get the goodness of God hanging on the cross. You get the mercy of God hanging on the cross. That's why Jesus said, I am the good shepherd listen what he said he said then jesus said again most assuredly surely i say to you i am the door of the sheep and all who have ever come before me are thieves and robbers but the sheep did not hear them i am the door and if anyone enters by me he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill and destroy, but I've come that they might have life and that life more abundantly overflowing life. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. Everybody say he's a good shepherd. He's not just a shepherd, but he's the goodness of God revealed in humanity. He is the good shepherd. And the Bible says the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, bah, I'm a sheep. And the good shepherd laid down his life for me. And that's why the, re- the writer of Hebrews tells us in Hebrews chapter 4, seeing then that we have a great high priest. Do you know what a high priest is? Do you know what a priest is? Do you know what a pastor is? A pastor is a shepherd. So let me change it up a little bit. Seeing that we have a great shepherd, a good shepherd who passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a shepherd who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly, surely, knowing, as David said, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. I've just got to turn around and receive the mercy of God. I've just got to turn around and receive the forgiveness of God. I've just got to stop running from God. I've got to stop running from myself. I've got to stop running from the the goodness of God and just turn around and open my arms. Why? Because God's right there and he wants to give you forgiveness and mercy in your life he wants to redeem you and restore you and renew you and bring you back into fellowship with a good good god hallelujah he said let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy mercy say that word with me mercy Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. I need God's mercy every day of my life. Jesus said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. And all of us need mercy. 
that we may obtain mercy and find grace. God, forgiving us even though we don't deserve it. God, blessing us even though we don't deserve it. God, opening wide his kingdom to us even though we don't deserve it. God, opening the window of heaven and pouring out us a blessing that we cannot contain even though we don't deserve it. Let us find mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. God's goodness is revealed in his son. Can you take a moment to close your eyes and say, thank you, Jesus. Come on, thank him today. Would you worship him? Say, thank you, Lord. That all of your goodness, Father, is revealed in your son, Jesus. But it goes on. God's goodness goes beyond our trials. You know, the truth is, when something goes good in our life, what do we say? God is good. When we, when we get a bonus, what do we say? God is good. When we get a good report from the doctor, God is good. When we buy that new car, God is good, even though it put us in debt. When something good happens in our life immediately, it's almost like second nature. We say, God is good. Hmm? But God is not good only when good things happen in our life. God is just good all the time. I was thinking the other day, you know, when, when a plane crashes and 150 people perish in that plane crash, and there's perhaps maybe there's a soccer team or there's a couple of people that missed the flight for whatever reason. The whole team missed the flight and, you know, maybe their connecting flight was delayed or something happened and they're not on that flight and they find out that was the flight that went down and as a result of that, they were not on the plane and God is good because he spared them from that. Or maybe when you get a, a good report from that God is good, he spared me from that. Maybe some of the folks that are here today, and you worked in the trade center, and when the planes hit the trade center, you were, you were out. Maybe you, got, you, you, you were going in late that day, or you, were, you, you got ill, and you missed that situation, and you said, God is good because I missed that situation. But I think to myself, well, the truth of the matter is, is there were 150 people that still died. Is God still good? Come on, let's get a little provocative here. Is God still good? Even though we don't understand why certain things happen around the world where people starve to death, is God, is he still good? You see, the truth is when things are going well, they're going our way because we see it in a certain way. We say God is good. But I suggest to you that we have to change our perspective because the only way that we'll believe that God is good is when we look beyond our particular trial or situation in our life and recognize that no matter what we go through in our life, God is still good. 
And the only way we're going to believe that is when we change our perspective and we understand that everything that happens in our life, God is still good to us. God is still good because he's still good. No matter what is happening in us, he, he's working it out for our good. You know, what, you know where it's coming. You know it's coming right now. Romans chapter 8, verse 28, that we know in all these things, we are more than conquerors. What things? All the things that happen to us in our life, we are like sheep that are led to the slaughter we can even face death in our life no matter what happens in our life we know this one thing all things work together for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose so that we know even when we're going through the fire even when we're going through trials like the three Hebrew boys that were thrown into the fiery furnace and the, the king said you need to you need to bow down and worship me and if you do that I won't throw you in the fire and listen with the three Hebrew boys said they said listen I want you to know this one thing you could throw us in the fire we know that God is a good God we know that God will deliver us but even if he chooses not to deliver us in the fire we still know that God is a good God we're not bowing down to our temple situation we're not bowing down to the situations in our life that make us feel good or bad we just know that God is at work in every situation and because of that he is good so whatever you're facing in your life today whatever trial whatever situation even if the doctor says you've got terminal cancer you've got to believe with all your heart that God is still a good God and you can look beyond this world and know that he has a plan for you because he's at work in all these things to bring about his glory in your life you see because to the Christian, the goodness of God goes far beyond this world. The goodness of God goes far beyond this world. To the Christian, every good gift comes from above. James chapter 1 says, God doesn't change. He doesn't shift with the shadows. He doesn't shift in the shadow of the valley of death. He doesn't change. Your situation can change from good to bad, from bad to worse, but God never changes. <laughs> Your circumstances can go from worse to worse to worse to a place where you would question the love of God and whether God loves you, but God doesn't change. He's the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so the problem is, is we just are not looking past this world, past this life, to see that God, he always gets the last word. And the goodness of God transcends this very life. See, see the truth is, every good and perfect gift comes from a good, good God. And so to the Christian, birth is a gift from God. Every child that's been born, no matter what the circumstance, is a gift from God. Because the Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And before we were born, God knew us and he knew every day that we would live. And he already wrote it down in the book of life. God is a good God because God gives new life. But not only is birth a gift. I mean, I have three beautiful daughters and wow, when they were born, I was just like, Wow, what an incredible good God that I have. But life 
is a good gift from God. Life. Every day of our life is a gift from God. Live life to the fullest. Live life to the max. I'm determined, I'm 54 years old, and I'm determined to live my life to the fullest. I want to travel. I want to see the world. I want to, I want to minister around the world. I want, I want to believe God, that God is going to use me in an incredible way to touch people's lives. I want to be used by God in extraordinary ways because I want to live my life to the fullest. And I want, to, I want to serve God in the simple things of my life. I want to wake up every morning and say, thank you, Lord, that you gave me another day to breathe. I'm telling you right now, that's been one of my greatest prayers in the mornings. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that I'm up. Lord God, you gave me a new day to breathe. Hallelujah. And I'm going to maximize my day. And I'm going to give you glory every time, God, that something good and something negative happens in my life because you're good no matter what. But not only is life a gift from God, but to the Christian, death becomes a gift from God. See, God's just good. And you say, Pastor Steve, how do you praise God? When my loved one died, my brother, 55 years old, died. First thing I did is I worshiped the Lord and I said, God, you're good. Because Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me and my father's house. There are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, but I go away to prepare a place for you so that where I am, you might be also. <laughs> the goodness of God transcends even this world. It transcends death. It swallow the goodness of God swallowed death, hallelujah, and defeated death. As the writer says, where is your sting, O death? Where is your sting, O death? Where is your victory, O grave? We find it all in the goodness of his son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross. And on the third day, he rose from the grave. Why? So that he can say to you and I today, let not your heart be troubled. Don't be overcome by the burdens of this life. You believe in God, believe also in me in my father's house there are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you but I'm going away so that I can come back again and apprehend you so that I can bring you to a good good place and that's why David said surely absolutely without a doubt the goodness of the Lord and the mercy of the Lord is stalking me and following me and pursuing me and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever hallelujah So I can praise the Lord because I know that my brother Frankie, he gave his life to Jesus. And when he gave his life to Jesus, when he repented of his sin and received the goodness and the mercy of the Lord, that my brother Frankie's waiting for me in heaven. I'm kind of jealous. He beat me to heaven. You see, the goodness of God, it transcends our goodness. It goes beyond our faults. It goes beyond our sin. It's revealed in his son. And the goodness of God goes beyond our trials, but it also goes beyond this world. Paul said it this way. He said, our present suffering cannot be compared to the future goodness of God. 
Now, I'm not suggesting that you lay down and die. I'm not suggesting that you stop believing for your miracle. I'm just suggesting to you through God's word that even when God doesn't answer your prayer the way you pray it, he's still really good. And no matter what happens in your life, as the worship team comes, no matter what happens in your life, you can declare like David, the Lord is my shepherd. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still water. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. He restores my soul. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Yea, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Surely, goodness and mercy will pursue me and dog me down in the valley. It'll walk with me. It'll strengthen me. It'll keep me strong even in the valley. Oh, he anoints my head with oil. He sends the Holy Spirit to me. Don't let your heart be troubled. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is there. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. My cup overflows with the good things of the Lord. Even when I'm going through trials and tribulations, I live in the overflow of the Lord. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 